Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of AMN. So it seems like it's been a while since I've sat in the studio because uh, because I it has. <laughs> it's been a while. Jerry did Monday's show and... Of course, he, I don't recall us having a show on Tuesday because we had transmitter issues. And we've got uh, Faribault Chamber's office manager and the CEO president of the chamber in studio. So I got to be on my best behavior here today. Yes, Nort, Nort Johnson joins us. We've got a score sheet out, Gordy. We're going to make sure you do well. <laughs> Obviously, I'm kidding. Good to see you. Yeah. No, thanks for coming by. Our pleasure. For sure. And Cassie Steves is with us as well. Good morning. Did you bring your own cup? I did. What does it say? It's um, a member cup. It's Tony Langerud State Farm. State Farm, Tony Langerud. It's one of my favorites because it's extra large. Yeah. You put a cup of soup in there. Just coffee. No, I know that, but you could put soup in there. That would be good. You could. You like soup? Um, you know... I have enjoyed a chili or two in my day. You're more of a coffee person. I'm more of a coffee person. How about you, Nord? Are you a soup person? I love so, soups. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of good soup. Um, yeah, and Pastor Greg over at uh, the, the Church by the Courthouse has got that going on. His Soup Fridays. Yeah, Fourth Avenue United Methodist. Yeah. You bet. So that's uh, I got to put a plug in for them. They do such a nice job. And that's just a good a good cause. So there'll be some Fridays coming up on Fridays. Yep. So they're starting on Friday, and they do have a great variety. Yes, absolutely. But they have the staple, the turkey noodle. I guess is kind of their specialty. This is the one I got last year when we were getting soup out of there. Last year, the year before, I don't remember now. The COVID thing threw me off for a little bit. But. It threw me off too. Speaking of that, you guys are coming back from the COVID. So, um, I mean, from, totally back from uh, from a membership and staffing perspective, we're getting close. We're still about a we'll, we'll say about a half of a position short as far as hours that we're we're running at the chamber. Um, but we're doing well. The we we have a very well thought out workload and work plan. I mean, we're with limited resources. Of course, you want to make sure you're paying attention to the most impactful items uh, for our town and for our business community and people that pay the bills for us. And um, actually one of the things we're gonna talk about today or hope to talk about today, include our work in education. Oh, uh, sure, the Chamber of, of Commerce. It's been um, 2022 um, for the Chamber and our 501c3 Chamber Trust um, was, uh, well, banner year, best year ever. Uh, we actually, Gordy, we were awarded um, in total a quarter million dollars from the Department of Education that we have been um, thoughtfully and deliberately um, putting to use in the Faribault Public Schools around two uh, major programs that are weaving themselves together right now. And the first one we've talked about before, which is the tech classes, right? The high school to college and career, both with 
with the health sciences and now with uh, mechanical engineering construction, the MEC pathways. So we've been able to buy welders for the school. We just recently purchased robotics kits for grades six through eight. Um, we're just really excited about those things. And then the next, so that's on the, on the tech education side of things, trades education, and then um, a broader look at education in Faribault includes what is a nationwide trend is putting together the cradle to career framework in a community. In other words, uh, paying attention to measurements of performance all the way up to pre-K, right? So kindergarten readiness, and then early grade reading is a benchmark area that we measure, uh, middle grade mathematics, and there are other areas that we measure out into employment. Um, and whether, whether students are moving on to college, moving on to uh, careers, um, and do they stay with college and stay with those careers. So the, the beauty of collecting the data around all of those areas that we're measuring is that then those teams that are providing that data and doing the work in those areas, they all meet together. So we've got middle grade math and um, career readiness meeting with kindergarten readiness and early grade reading. So these groups taught together and they modify their tactics in order to improve measurements to make the best outcomes. And this framework that is called Cradle to Career um, really provides the tools, um, the data presentation, and then um, most importantly, organizing the community to be involved with, with these efforts. We've got the business community coming to the table through the chamber. Uh, we've, we've got South Central College and Fairville Public Schools. As we're building this out, we are absolutely reaching out uh, outside of Fairville Public Schools to see how we can best engage um, the other schools in the community as well. So, and of course, Cassie is on the Faribault Public School Board. Isn't this ironic how she is here along with you, Nort? I think it's just kind of planned. Right? It, it might have been planned that Cassie's got some um, firsthand uh, input uh, to provide both for us and um, and the whole team uh, because she's also Cassie's also a mother of uh, two little falcons and one pending <laughs> falcon, right, Cassie? Yeah, so this um, this whole cradle to career conversation started what five five and a half years ago. It was it was five and a half years ago, and it's ironic that you've got the Tony Langerud Cup with you because Tony, as a member of our Vision Task Force, and myself met with Sandy Malika and Becky Ford. Uh, this is half a decade. To talk about this, yeah, to talk about how important that is. And they pointed to a model in Rochester that we've examined uh, where they put this together. In Rochester, they have three full-time people working this effort um, through the United Way is where they have it housed there. And so we're, we're proud to be able to be part of a team here uh, that's doing that same type of work. But um, that, that first meeting precipitated a trip to D.C. where we met with the National um, Cradle to Career or Strive Together, it's also known as, um, groups and uh, learned that it can be effective, but they're very custom for each community. And each community has such a different makeup that it, it's not like this... Uh, boilerplate that you grab a national model that's going to fit your community. It really does need to be built out locally. And we're in the process of that right now. All right. 
We're going to touch some more on that, but right now we got to get that opening market report. Service of your KDHL Agri Boosters. They include Insulation Services. Contact Nate at Insulation Services, Inc. And discover all the advantages of spray foam or blow-in insulation. His number is 507-993-4570. Northland Buildings. For quality post-frame construction, go to northlandbuildings.com. The Rice County Fair. July 19th through the 23rd, saluting all farmers. More information, go to ricecountyfair.net. Three links. Senior Living, creating peace of mind in your loved one's journey in Lonsdale and Northfield. Werner Farm Seed, Dundas, quality seed, reasonable prices. Paul or Gene are the people to call at 507-645-7995. And the Craig Keller Insurance Agency in their strand. Craig helps protect all things important to you. Soybeans and cattle are higher on Wednesday morning. Corn and hogs are lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. Take your corn yields to the max with superior genetics and next-level performance. Explore one-of-a-kind hybrids from MX Series Corn by Stein. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are up. They are oversold, finding some support after the recent drop. Uh, Beans have been down for five sessions in a row. Export demand for U.S. soybeans is slowing down, while domestic demand remains solid. Monthly soybean crush numbers are out this afternoon, along with the annual crush numbers. March beans are up five and a quarter at fourteen ninety-five and three quarters. May soybeans are four and three quarters higher at fourteen eighty-three and three quarters. March bean meals back to a dollar and a dime lower at four eighty-six fifty. March soybean oils up thirty-two points at sixty oh seven. Corn's down this morning as traders continue to liquidate positions, watching conditions in the United States ahead of spring planning. Brazil could produce a record crop this year, and losses in Argentina seem to already be factored in. March corn six lower at six twenty-three and a half. Maize down seven and three quarters at six twenty-two and a half. And except for March, Kansas City, wheat's lower as most near-term forecasts do have improved precipitation in the southwestern plains. March Chicago's down one and a quarter at six ninety and a quarter. On spread trade and oversold signals, very lightly traded March cottons down 60 at 83.59. Much more active May is up 113 at 85.16. Rice is mostly lower on demand uncertainties with the most active May 22 lower at 17.13. Cattle are up ahead of widespread direct business. April lives 32 higher at 165.80. June's up 17 at 161.52. April feeders are 82 and now 75 higher at 195.82. And with yesterday's lower close in pork, April hogs are down 62 at 84.55. June leans $1.17 lower at $100.55. John Perkins, Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. We are visiting with folks in the Faribault Area Chamber of Commerce and Tourism today here in studio. Tomorrow we have state wrestling tournament action. We'll be calling the Cass and Manorville team portion of the tournament. We'll, of course, keep you updated on how Medford is doing. Of course, they're right in our neighborhood, right, Medford? And we'll probably let you know, well, let's know how all the teams are doing. What am I saying? But we'll be doing hold-by-hold of Casson Manterville. They're the number three seed in the Class 2A portion of the state wrestling tournament. Nort Johnson was a wrestler in high school, I do believe. Right, Nort? You were? I I was, He wrestled in college, too. I wrestled in college as well. Interesting. You didn't know that? I did not know that. So I I have to do a shout out. Um, we had uh, we had just a, just a fantastic program, and I mean Ron Toon was doing the um, 
middle school at the time, the junior high. and Nice baseball. Yeah. Good Dave, baseball coach, too. Yeah, absolutely. Dave Kinney and Dick Shields were the high school coaches. And um, I, I feel like I brag when I say this, but our team was undefeated my senior year. I'd be bragging, too, if my team was undefeated my senior year. We, we went to the state tournament, and we had a tie. The team score was tied against Bloomington Kennedy the opening round. They didn't have tiebreakers back then. They didn't have tiebreakers, so they went to criteria, and I think uh, they made it out to whichever team had the most takedowns, and Bloomington had one more than we did. So they advanced in the bracket, and we uh, we went back. We won the Constellation Championship. But, uh, yes, we were like, I don't know, 27-0-1 or some darn thing. What a bummer. Some, oh, yes, it it was. But, um, yeah. Okay, so the good first, memories. first criteria was number of wins. Correct. And you had how many weights back then? And then it goes, um, there were 12. Okay, so it was an even number, which is dumb. Yep. <laughs> and then it was, uh, I believe it was, which team had the most falls? Okay, pins would be actually. Which had the yep. most major decisions. Technical falls. Um, there were no technical falls back then, Gordon. Oh, there weren't? Okay. No. no. So, uh, yeah, but it went all the way back. That It was equal all the way up to Take, which team had the most takedowns. Take yeah, down. so it was pretty wild. Um yeah, a lot of uh, really good guys I, I had the good fortune to wrestle with back then. Well, we got five individuals at state this year. And, of course, our Falcons got to the section finals. We're defeated by Rochester Mail, unfortunately, but that's yep. the way it goes. Yep, yep. But they got to the final. That's pretty good. That's fantastic. We were talking about uh, this. We were talking about the Cradle to Career Initiative and the, and the Strive Together when we had the break and uh, and I interrupted Cassie because uh, it was like, yep, Tony Langaroo was right at the beginning of that out of our vision task forces. We were talking about, and it's a continuing conversation. I'll, I'll just say it really clearly. We spend a, a great amount of time analyzing what we can do that's best for our community. That's what's best for the business community. Here's what's best for the town. And that's why you find the chamber um, getting involved in things uh, like education. Um, we've got, uh, we've helped organize some efforts in the downtown that are a little bit beyond kind of the normal. We helped organize a group with the Industrial Corporation as an example to acquire properties that were in great need of repair. Uh, and fantastic, fantastic participation by the city of Fairbolt with this group that, that has purchased these buildings with from the EDA and the HRA. In fact, next Tuesday night, I'm taking the city council on a short tour before the work session. So next Tuesday night, we'll go through, I think we'll start in the, the old Eastman's building. And then I think, uh, I think we'll maybe step across the, across the street. Um, there's uh, the, uh, the Hispanic grocery stores on the corner there, and that's one of the buildings. Um, we'll get through the apartments there and give those a look. And so they have an idea of the level of disrepair uh, that that we're that we're working to um, remedy and get these buildings back on the market. Speaking of that, did you grow up here, Cassie? I did. You've lived here your whole life. Whole life. I was born up at District One, and I hope to die there. So when you many years. <laughs> drive right when you drive Fourth Street mm -hmm. and you see that complete vacant block, it's got to be really weird for you. You know, it was it was interesting, um, but 
different. I mean, we're talking to the east of the courthouse. Mm-hmm. What block would that be? I'm not real good at my numbers. Yeah, so that that's that would be the um, but that whole block is block. pretty much bye bye. Well, that'd be the 100 block. Yeah. Yep. Well, at least the uh, north side, the north of the, block. the north half of that is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it should be. Uh, some people ask, you know, why why did the group take this um, uh, this effort on to get these buildings and get them into repair downtown and to be really really straightforward um we didn't want to have another uh, seabury hall or johnston hall i guess seabury divinity center um or schools what that place was um or farmer seed or some of these buildings that have had to come down because of, of issues and it, it, to see buildings get in that kind of disrepair and come out right on central avenue would be a disaster for this town that would just be horrible with the shared walls with um other buildings so one of the reasons we jumped in was specifically to ensure that we could keep our downtown intact with these historic buildings and um that's where the city participation has been key because that gets us um some additional dollars to work with for putting roofs on and it's it's interesting because the first seven hundred thousand dollars going into these buildings is for roofs and nobody will see that. Roofs aren't very sexy. It's not like fixing up the front and putting new awnings but they're on. They're really important. <laughs> yeah, but, they, but they're pretty important. And this water, when it infiltrates these buildings that have shared walls, that doesn't just affect the building with the bad roof. It affects the adjacent buildings every time the water gets into the walls. And Having flat roofs in Minnesota makes no sense to me. <laughs> well, they're, if, if they're done well, you're, you're, you're okay. So... The nice thing is we've actually, um, on some of the roofs we're redoing, we're looking at um, adding some amenity with that. Patio space, garden space, and some of these things on the roofs that uh, we'll be finishing up this spring. So, Yeah, let's make use of that space, right? Rather than just having it be a roof. Yeah, and, you know, what's sexier than that? Yeah, and speaking of space downtown, since we're, you know, I'm a back half of the show... We've got uh, downtown space that will be filling up with flannel here a week from Saturday. Yeah, we're really excited. What is this, the sixth? It's the seventh. Seventh. Annual. <laughs> seventh um, annual. It would be the eighth if we didn't have the COVID year. Ah, forget yes. COVID. Let's forget about COVID. Yeah. Never happened. That's the mindset to have. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, we're hoping to sell out our 500 tickets. Oh. Must um, be closed. You know, we've we've got. We are every every day another another batch. dozen to twenty tickets go out the door. So, um, and we we did sell out. We had to turn people away uh, last year. So, um, if you want to get to this party, make make sure you uh, give us a shout. And get your tickets. You can you can actually buy them online. They'll be waiting for you at the door, um, or you can come into the chamber office and and pick up your tickets that way. Um, we've uh -huh. got got some. Uh, uh, local kids playing uh, in the band that night. We've got Rattlesnake Justice. So um, Steve Huber and Terry Dockin um, were the same vintage uh, high school years. Uh, their band is going to play for us. That'll be a scream. And we'll have the hot dish contest again. And did uh, the 10,000 Drops crew decide on what kind of a craft cocktail that we're going to do with the free drink? I'm not sure. That's usually a surprise when <laughs> we'll you show up. 
We'll see what they put together, what kind of voodoo juice they're going to make. Voodoo juice, yeah. They they do a, a great job. I think last year it was their new local vodka. Yep. Yeah, it was. That's right. Quite, quite tasty. But yeah, if you're interested in uh, participating in the hot dish contest, um, just email me or give us a call at the at the chamber office, and we'd love to sell you a, a rack of tickets, too. There you go. There you go. Good good stuff, to be sure. We're, um, we're toying with the idea, and anybody that uh, maybe has some thoughts around it, get a hold of us. We're, because we missed one, um, we think we're going to throw a makeup flannel party this fall. Oh, a second one. Yeah. It's a, we, <clears throat> um, in the fall, we have our, our, our chili contest downtown. And we think we should just weave another one of these little... People just love it. The get-togethers are fantastic. So we're thinking we might put one together. And then um, we get, there's a souvenir glass that you get um, as part of your price. Yeah, 20 bucks gets you a glass, a cocktail. You get the hot dish and the band. It's, it's a bargain. It is a bargain. It is a bargain. So we're going to make a, a, a glass... The giveaway glass for the fall will have our flannel logo, but then we're going to put the, you know, that iconic image of the COVID virus, that little virus looking germ thing. Yeah. You know, with the circle and the line through it. So no COVID. Put that on the back of the glass, I think, for funness. You got to have a little fun with the work that we're doing as well. Yeah. That's the way I talk about tourism marketing. I was at the tourism conference just yesterday in Bloomington. And um, if if you're marketing for visitors and for tourism and you're not having fun while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> um, there's there's not much uh, uh, not much better than being able to market the really cool assets of your community and inviting people to come and, and enjoy what we enjoy every day here in Farewell. And the regional approach that you guys have taken on with Owatonna and with Northfield, I think fits perfect. That's, that continues that continues to be a home run for those communities. We just, um, uh, just uh, a month ago, we were in Illinois with Owatonna and Northfield. And actually, the Twin Cities Gateway uh, Tourism Group came with us um, and got the booth right next to our wagon. Um, we uh, we represented Minnesota well, and people love those efforts. And again, if you're, it's fun. The message is fun. We have fun doing it. And if people are, they hear it that way. Then they absorb your messaging in that fun way, and it just resonates that much more. So that's uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I'll get to do a little bit more of that tourism advisory kind of work. Um, I've, I had the honor and the blessing. I was appointed to the governor's tourism committee um, just last week. And so next week already, oh, by the way, Cassie, Tuesday, I've got a couple of new meetings I wasn't <laughs> expecting. Um, <laughs> big, big, uh, we're going to do some introductions and get going on some things. So it'll be fun to be part of that group as well. Yeah. Good That's for Good for Fairbow to have that rep- representation and good for our chamber to have that representation at the state level. So, Absolutely. Well, this should be a hotbed for tourism. All the lakes we have and the historical downtown. I mean, come on. The historic downtown is uh, in a survey that we conducted a few years ago. 
um, our local community views that as our number one asset is our downtown. And by the way, it's, it's uh, that has uh, definitely something to do with the idea that we're spending so much time on it. We've learned how important that is for our community. And so preservation and enhancement of that historic district is it's a priority. And we've got a lot of good people working on it. And to be quite honest with you, Nort and Cassie, shortly after I first moved here, I thought to myself, why doesn't Faribault develop more out by the interstate? Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of vehicles are going up and down I-35. And of course, what was it, 15, 20 years ago, Cabela's goes up, Mr. Kaplan donates land, that place balloons, and I'm thinking, why don't we develop by the interstate? But shows you how dumb I am, right? When we've got such a valuable downtown. I don't think, <clears throat> I think it's, 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 importantly, it's not either or. I think thoughtful development by the interstate is most important for us, for this community. Um, obviously, we want to make sure that we have um, easy access to that interstate for industry. I mean, that's a, that's a great asset for us. We know that when people are looking at Fairball. Um, the interstate access is key. And then um, secondly, you know, from a lodging perspective, you know, it's important to have that. And don't forget, we've got the airport also right by the interstate. So this is a, a pretty strategic from a industrial and economic development point out there. Yeah, I always thought it'd be cool to have a nice big hotel out there with a convention center kind of atrium area. Because I worked in North Platte, Nebraska for a few years and they got so many national conventions at that place in the middle of nowhere in North Platte, Nebraska. It was incredible. And that's, those are conversations. Um, that was actually one of the top five from our original slate of priorities. And because that, uh, our, our chamber board weighed in on that con a convention style hotel center um, as, as being an important dynamic thing that we could do. Um, but then when we started talking as a group about what an event center would hold, you could put 10 people in the room and say, okay, what does event center mean to you? And you've got 10 different event centers. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and uh, so- um, one, of the, one of the city council members suggested that vacant block that we were talking about have a convention center hotel on it. I don't think it's big enough because you know, parking has to be included, right? Right. You'd need it. Would definitely. You'd have to do stacked parking, so ramp style parking along with that. Um, and by the way, something like that, um, hotel lodging in the downtown, is on our list. As as our downtown group continues their work, we have that fantastic three ten event center downtown. How many How many events have we had there, Cassie? Oh man, mm, ten. At yeah. least, and, yeah. um, beautiful facility. People love that space, and if we had the hotel property, they they bring people every weekend into Faribault. If we had the hotel property downtown, that keeps, you know, the wallets downtown for another day sure. and overnight, and um, it, it helps build that. So um, we've had a few different ideas as far as converting existing properties into um, weekend rentals, the hotel style. Um, we've talked, uh, this is for a few years now, about where could we put a hotel in the downtown. There was, uh, before I, so 
more than seven years ago, there were conversations and it was actually proposed. Um, and they looked into having one near the Vidoc. Where the apartment building where the is apartment going now. building is going now. Um, at that time, um, it was determined that it was too close to the railroad tracks for a hotel property. No, I, um, I, I've questioned putting the apartment there, too, because, you know, trains come through. And, but we've got, like, three different apartments now along the railroad tracks. And people seem to be okay yeah, with that. Yeah, you absolutely. get used to it. You think about people in the big cities with the elevated trains going, you know, 15 feet from their windows. Um, you, just, you get used to it, I guess. We hear that. We hear. I'm up on Fourth uh, Avenue, kind of by PA. We've got an old house up there, and we hear the trains blasting. You know, up there, just find it echoes all the way up. So, yeah, we'll keep at uh, we'll keep at that downtown stuff and interstate area is is important. And um, there are some conversations I'm not at liberty to to share about potential development out in those areas. So, oh, okay. So we're yeah. that we're that far along. That's Definitely good. on the radar. That's good to know. Yeah. Well, Cassie, any final thoughts here? I got about a minute left. I don't know. Nort pretty much covered our whole life, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's such a rewarding job to, to work at the Fairbell Chamber. <laughs> we get to be involved in so many different things. I think that... Um, what you'll see is a proactive approach and we're not just, oh, okay, we're done with this. We'll just sit on our laurels. So it's incredibly rewarding. I love coming to work every day. Um, it's This work has really gotten me involved in things that I never imagined or wanted to be a part of. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just onward and upward. But if you've got any suggestions, um, feedback we're always welcome to it as well so feel free to give us a shout the date of the flannel formal again is saturday yeah. march 11th march 11th but just a couple of weeks down the road a week from saturday yeah so we should we should say our our doors open to not just members okay we, we work for the community and our our, our member wa membership wants us to do that so. all right sounds good thanks for coming in you guys have a great for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.